Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're Writers Helping Writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So this week, I'm very excited to have my friend Steve Spaulding on the podcast. Hi, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Steve and I met um, a little over a year ago at the PlayStation Emerging Filmmaker Program. Steve came to LA, and I well, I live here, and we were uh, put up at the uh, Roosevelt Hotel for three or four days while we uh, pitched our TV pilots to PlayStation. Steve was one of the top five, and he got to go to Atlanta with um, We Make and uh, uh, Ideas United, I think is the company, right? Yep. And they uh, they actually made the top five pilots in the, uh, in the contest. So Steve is here. He's going to tell us about that. Steve, so uh, welcome, welcome, and uh, tell us what was it like having your TV pilot actually made? Kind of amazing. Oh, your TV pilot, which was called "The Many Lives of Anne Winters," and it was a sci-fi kind of paranormal uh, show, right? Yeah, definitely. Kind of a little bit fantasy, a little bit sci-fi, a lot paranormal. <laughs> And what was it like going through the process of, I mean, you know, we only have 15 minutes, but going through the process of making that, how was that? Oh, it was both exhilarating and incredibly stressful. I think the biggest thing that I probably learned is that the idea that you kind of initially have in your head and even have on paper goes through sort of a thousand iterations before it becomes something real in the world. And I, and I think that as a writer who's kind of written in a lot of different mediums where you have like editing and stuff, the sort of layers and layers of, you know, notes and different people inserting their own ideas and people giving you really good advice, et cetera, et cetera, was kind of overwhelming for this project. It was so much bigger and so much more involved than other projects I've been involved in. Right. Well, we spend so much time writing our scripts in the first place. And then you think, here it is, it's done. And most of us haven't gotten to the point you have where now it goes to the next level. Where it gets changed and torn apart and put back together. And I think that's something that was really fascinating to me. Um, simply because you always feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to be really good with notes and I'm going to be the most kind of collaborative person in the entire world and everything's going to be great and this is going to work out perfectly and we're all going to be one big happy family. And <laughs> to a greater or lesser extent, that's true. But there are these moments that I was actually really surprised where I'm like, no, I'm not changing that. And it becomes, and you like look back at it and you're like, oh, that was not all that important. <laughs> But in the at the time, it feels so much like, you know, your baby is being told it's ugly, that it's very hard to kind of gain the perspective that you need to realize that everyone is kind of pushing in the right direction and everyone's trying to make the project as good as it can be. So I was wondering, where first of all, where are you based? Um, in South Florida. So West Palm is probably the closest place that people know. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then, you know, I mean... Obviously, we can talk about 
as well the process of doing the pilot. But from submission to then going back and shooting, I mean, and you're you're kind of near one of the markets, right? You're near Atlanta, but how is it being outside of one of the major markets and still like producing your stuff? And like, how has it changed things? Are you thinking of like moving to a market or do, do you kind of follow what I'm saying a bit? <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I'm not actually thinking of moving to a market. I think that my kind of creative side of my career has been very different than people who do live in one of the major markets, New York, Atlanta, LA, et cetera, because I don't consider myself necessarily just a person who writes television or a person who writes features, et cetera. I write across a lot of different mediums because you kind of have to, if you want to (laughs) be creative in a place where they don't necessarily have a fully sustainable film industry. So I think that what it's kind of allowed me to do is it's given me this opportunity to sort of expand my skill set in ways that sometimes people who are just television writers um, don't necessarily get to. You know, I've written prose before, you know, books and things like that. I've written short stories. I I write podcasts, et cetera. So I, I think that, you know, on one side, you have fewer opportunities to do you know, I'm probably never going to work in a writer's room. But on the other side, you have more scope, if if that makes any sense. You, you have the ability to kind of take these talents, which are a little bit more rare where I am, and use them on different projects that you might not have had access to if you were focused entirely on, say, features or television. I hope that made sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. I always wonder what it's like, and I think for our listeners, because not everybody's based in LA or New York or Atlanta. So if you're in a smaller market or a market that doesn't even have anything, you know, where do you start and how do you get beyond it? Definitely. Um, I think if I were to answer that, I would say take every opportunity you're handed. I think that what some, you know, even in, you know, because I'm right by Miami as well. And so we have people here who do, you know, smaller projects, you know, whatever is coming out in South Florida. But I think that when you're in a small market, you tend to want to pretend like you're in a larger market. <laughs> and I think that this is a real problem for people who are trying to sort of build their career. I think that you should take the opportunities that are handed to you. If you get a chance to, write for a like student film or you get a chance to do some kind of like smaller project that someone's working on that might have a small budget you know a short film or whatever if you get a chance to write a comic book if you get a chance to do a podcast etc take those opportunities because they they build on themselves that you know once you get to the point where you're able to write anything (laughs) then it becomes a lot easier when you might you know get that feature that you want or get that show that you want um, you're, you have the skills necessary to actually go through with the process. When you applied to the contest, to the PlayStation contest, um, have you done many contests before? Or is this like just, oh, I'm going to give this one a try because I know it was free to submit. Um, and how did you like that process and the mentoring and stuff we went through? Yeah, I've actually not done a lot of script contests before. I've done a I've done a lot of short story and prose-based contests before. That was basically what I spent most of my time doing. I just happened upon this one and I was like, I think I have a couple of ideas in the tank that might be useful for for a medium like this. 
and I decided to kind of make a go at it. So I generally haven't been submitting a huge number of scripts to contests because a lot of the, at least in my area, I don't know about, you know, in larger markets, this is probably a lot different. I've always felt that a lot of the kind of script-based contests are either expensive and you don't necessarily get much out of it at the end of the day, or they are so flooded with material that it is very likely that no one's actually going to read your script. So it feels like you're putting, you know, hours and hours and hours worth of effort and you're not actually even getting read. So what's the whole point of it? And this one seemed different. It seemed a little bit smaller. It seemed a little bit newer. It felt like something where at the very least someone's going to read your project, which to me is just as important as actually going forward on on the contest. I think theoretically you only had to pitch the idea in the first round of the contest too, didn't we? Yeah, that that's theoretically what you needed to do. I have this feeling, I haven't actually seen the data, that if you only gave them an idea, it was less likely that you were going to make it to the other side. But yeah, that's basically all they really asked for. Yeah, you could you could have not even written the pilot yet and still gotten into the like the semifinalist round, I guess. Then you'd have to be like, oh no, I have to write the script. Well, it, was, it seemed like it was a fast turnaround. I, I feel like from, I remember when Tom was applying, I feel like from when you'd applied to when you actually uh, got in, you wouldn't have had a ton of time to write a pilot and stuff, right? And make it good. No, yeah. no. So not to not to derail anything, but I didn't write the pilot before this oh, True confessions. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I'm actually kind of glad, and I'll I'll get to that really quickly after I explain uh-huh. what I did write. Instead I wrote like a story bible. I wrote a 40-page, <laughs> you know, Bible with, you know, all of the character breakdowns and all of the you know, episode breakdowns and all of these kind of like complicated plot point descriptions, et cetera. You know, I based it on the these sort of Bibles that are available for Freaks and Geeks, The Wire, et cetera. So I wrote a lot of stuff, but I didn't actually write a script. And there's a part of me that thinks that that was helpful in a lot of ways because of the nature of the project because we a lot of us were shooting dramas but because we because of budgetary concerns we only had about 30 minutes as opposed to 42 45 50 etc so for a lot of the other creators who had written scripts it was a difficult process to turn a 50 page script into a 28 page script for Uh for me, you know, because I didn't have a script, <laughs> at the very least, I can start kind of building the episode around the constraint, which I think made it a little bit easier, maybe. But at least you went in, you knew where you wanted it to go. You weren't going in completely blind. Oh, absolutely. I had I had a very clear vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm kind of curious. So, you know, you place in the contest, you shot the pilot. What happened after? So first, we waited a couple of weeks while Sony decided which of the... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Reverse. (laughs) (laughs) After we shot the pilot, it was a lot of waiting um, as Sony kind of came up with whatever their marketing plan was. So we basically went and we saw the premiere. We went to Atlanta and we were all able to see how they turned out. And we were pretty happy with with how they turned out, given all the constraints. And then it was a lot of waiting, honestly. It was 
Sony kind of going through their Sony PlayStation that is going through their process of deciding how this is going to be marketed, how it's going to be presented on the PlayStation Store, whether or not they're going to present it on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we didn't hear much for a couple of months, I would say, after the pilots themselves were shot. And then they basically told us maybe a week, a week and a half beforehand that they were going to be launched. And they gave us our kind of like, you know, here's what you're allowed to say, here's what you're not allowed to say, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and then they put them online so uh, people could watch and kind of vote on them, I believe. Yeah, and so, and that's where we're at right now. We still haven't, as far as I know, at the very least, we still haven't heard much back from Sony um, as to what the next step is going to be. Um, based on what we know, they're supposed to be choosing one of these, but we have no clear indication of where they're moving i figure that it's you know near the end of the year so it's probably not something that they're going to be tackling before the first quarter anyway so oh so they're supposed to pick one of the five finalists and move forward and actually make it a series or buy it or yeah that was the plan um but as far as i know um you know we're still waiting on sony to tell us what they want to uh, sony playstation that is to tell us what they want to do that's well, theoretically, they could pick as many as they wanted to. I mean, it's they're trying to create content for the PlayStation platform, kind of like a Roku channel or a um, kind of like a YouTube or a Hulu or a Netflix kind of setup. Yeah, theoretically. Which, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, has the PlayStation uh, channel launched yet, though? Or mm-hmm. oh, it's there, was, there was one show they already did with uh, Sony Television called Power, which did okay, I guess. Mm. You were going to say, Steve? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, no. All I was going to say is that they do have their own streaming platform called View, which is kind of like a, a Hulu, kind of a paid paid per play sort of VOD streaming platform. So it's definitely launched, and they're also launching it on the PlayStation Network, which is available for people who own PS4s and PS3s, etc. Okay. Well, we need to get more votes on your, on your video, right? So they'll pick you. That would be <laughs> awesome. So what are you working on right now while you're waiting? Oh, gosh. Um, Mostly podcast projects. Um, So a little earlier in the year, I launched the first season of a the first season of a project I'm working on with a voice actress, Jess Kinghorn. It's called At the Midnight. Um, The very short log line is that it's a desk manager in a hotel filled with monsters. And it's kind of this combination of maybe a little bit of a twilight zone meets buffy the vampire slayer thing so we launched the first season at the midnight it's available on itunes and spotify and all those other good places and the other project that i'm working on is called risk management it is another podcast project it's in the kind of actual play you know D space it's you know we play tabletop games and it's fun <laughs> oh cool that one sounds more like reality kind of yeah yeah it's a it's a science fiction we play tabletop games it's it's a little D D. <laughs> you oh, know that sort of thing cool so where can uh, people find you online if they want to look for you you and your your projects uh you can find me at sb spalding s-p-a-l-d-i-n-g uh on twitter um, if you have some particular thing you want to email me about, you can do that at 
Steve B. Spaulding at gmail.com. And you can also find me at SB Spaulding on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else. So. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. Congratulations on all your success. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of your projects. Awesome. Thank you, folks, for having me. And for the rest of you, go check out Steve's pilot on the PlayStation website. We'll put the link in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week. 